0: Welcome to Broadway Radio's Tell Me More. I'm your host, Matt Tamminenny. Here on Tell Me More, we strive to talk about projects and topics that don't often get covered on theater podcasts. On today's episode, I speak with stage and screen star Covey Ladner, who can currently be seen leading the new play Hate F*** at the WP Theater through March 31st. The play by Rihanna Lou Mirza is a two-hander directed by one of the hottest directors in New York right now, Adrian Campbell Holt. In the play, Ladner plays Layla, an intense literature professor, who accuses best selling author Imran, played by Sendhil Ramamurthy, who we'll talk about more in a second, of trading on anti Muslim stereotypes. But as their attraction grows into something more, they discover that good sex doesn't always make good bedfellows. As I discussed with Ladner, the show provides an opportunity to see South Asian American characters in ways that are normally not afforded to them, but in a way that also highlights the universality of being a person of any color. Now, for nerd boys and girls like me, you might know that this is not the first time that Ladner and Rama Murthy have played a couple. On the boundary-breaking TV show Heroes, Rama Murthy played Mohinder Suresh and spread out over guest appearances throughout the show's run, Ladner played Mira Shanoi, a colleague and love interest of Mohinder's. However, as she explains in our chat, the pair's casting in this play was anything but planned and was definitely not in the cards to be reuniting these two. So, without further ado, let's get to my conversation with Covey Ladner. How did the first preview go? You guys had it on uh, Sunday, right?
1: Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, it went well, you know. I mean, it's uh, it was the first preview. We were really excited to just get one out of the you know, out of the gate and with an audience, and it was it was a lot of fun. It was really a lot of fun.
0: It, it sounds like from what I'm reading about the show that this is a rather intense experience, so I would imagine that having the audience there to react and kind of be that, uh, that third person in the show, that that can dramatically change what's going on on stage.
1: And yes, absolutely. I mean, having to hold for, you know, laughter when there are moments of laughter, um, it's an intense It's a beast of a play. (laughs) It's 90 minutes, just the two of us. Um, You know, between that and all the costume changes and everything like that, it, it is a marathon with no stop. So, you know, there is levity in it. You know, it's not just harsh and hard. You know, we're somewhat prepared. There are, you know, we know that there are some moments that, you know, might uh, bring that but without having a real audience and you know you've got your director and your writer and every, everyone's heard it a million times you know they would stop laughing <laughs> so it's like when you've gotten the audience in front of you and you hear those moments yeah you know it takes a break but as the actor on stage it's very welcome because we don't get
0: very many of those, <laughs> not in this play. Yeah, no, a, a two-person play. I would imagine that it's it's pretty much start to finish, ninety-minute full yeah. go, as hard as you can.
1: Absolutely, yeah, <laughs> nonstop.
0: Yeah. So, what's interesting about this show is that I, I think for a lot of people, we look at a lot of the stuff that we have in in New York, and it's and it's a little bit unique to see a play about two. Asian Americans at the forefront of the show. It's, it's an opportunity that I think a lot of New York theater audiences, we just don't get to see very often that that has to be an interesting opportunity for actors as well.
1: It's an opportunity that we as Brown actors don't get. So it's, it's uh, extremely rare and beautiful, even in this time where there are obviously more opportunities for Asian Americans and South Asian Americans to work in television and film and theater. Um, You know, when I first read the script I was first obviously I was like I want to do this um but it was it was initially wow we don't get these opportunities and then as I started to delve into it and the richness of Rohana Lumirza's words I mean she's such a great playwright um I've thought most actors don't get to do this (laughs) you know this is this is not just about being a brown actor getting to do this this is an extraordinary life experience for me. I'm very, very excited to bring this to New York audiences. It's a wonderful play, and I'm um, thrilled to be a part of it.
0: Well, like you said, it, you're bringing it to New York audiences. This is a this is a premiere for the WP Theater uh, in New York, without giving too much away, because from uh, I've read a bit of the script, and I, I've read mm-hmm. all the descriptions and stuff. I don't want to give too much away, obviously, but can you just kind of give people an idea about what this show is that makes it as special as you were just talking about?
1: Yeah, you know, um, Imran and Leila are Muslim-Americans, very intelligent, you know, very, um, maybe too intelligent. Um, <laughs> seemingly, seemingly on paper, they're perfect for each other. But the narrative about people, um, Muslims, about um, uh, Asians, about brown people, whatever it is, is usually dictated by white people or other people. Um, and so, so to have a play that is, that where that narrative is coming from the inside and you have two people who seemingly seem perfect on paper, really coming at each other with very different views of their own self of their own community. You don't see that. You don't see that. And, and, you know, Rohana wrote this play because she was really fed up of seeing the lack of very depiction, you know, of Muslim Americans, um, so very specific, what we allow, what we're allowed to see um, yeah. people of color as in general. So this play really gets to go into some of the stereotypes, but from their own perspective, you know, I mean, Imran's character is very much, um, very successful in the traditional sense of success, you know, has created uh, rights books, Makes lots of money, they're best sellers, they're hits. And she is a professor who looks at his work as certain sense of like a terrorism porn, <laughs> you know, oh, as like wow. a, as a, she's not, she's not necessarily on board with how he goes about things, you know, and, and to have those kind of conversations coming from two people who are technically on the same team. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I think it's really fascinating. We don't see that. We're not, it's not someone else's... It's not the other's opinion of what's happening. It's happening within their discussions and within their... And that's, you know, ultimately, that's the story. You know, it's how do they... How do these people learn and grow about each... I mean, of each other, and um, can they? You know, um, this is the same conversation I think people have when they think about, like, cross-cultural, you know, relationships and things like that. Can the other understand can they understand each other well what if that what if that is actually within the same culture you know we just we the yeah. stories we tell in hollywood in theater you know the, they're just stories that people are all the same you know that they're just that muslims are this way and hindus are this way and christians are this way but we're all so varied right there's so much there's billions of us on this planet and each of us are so varied so to write and put out stories that are just so one-sided is a disservice, you know, and and this play is definitely not that. This play is a service, I think, to anyone who comes and sees it because it's not about two people who are Muslim Americans. It's about relationships. And I think there will be no one who cannot feel like they can, you know, understand that. And um, yeah, so I'm excited. And, you know, New York audiences are... Really hungry for really, you know, good stuff. So I'm I'm excited to share it.
0: It sounds like the type of thing that when you go to a theater, like like the WP Theater, or uh, you go to something off Broadway, you want to have something meaty and thought provoking to to really sink your teeth into, both as a as an audience member and as a performer, I would assume as well. Uh, so that's Absolutely. really exciting. I'm 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 excited to see it and excited for for audiences to see it. But you Thank mentioned, you. yeah, you well, you mentioned what New York audiences are looking for, but I, I know you used to live, you lived in New York for a long time, but you've been in LA for quite a while. Is this the first time you've been back working uh, since you moved away?
1: Um, no, I actually have come back to work a couple of, time, a couple of times, but um, in such a big venue with such a big project, yes, this is the biggest um, time. And it's been, I lived in New York for 13 years and now I've lived in LA coming on 14 years. So I, you know, I still consider myself a New Yorker. I don't think once you are, it goes away. <laughs> um, but I do love l a, you know, so i um, I think you can love both. <laughs> um, some people may not believe that, but you can. Um, but being here and working is a dream come true. I mean, you know I've worked I've been here for short periods of time, you know, for work and obviously vacations and things like that. But um, I've already been here months. I'll be here for at least another month. it's It's dream come true. It's an amazing project. It's an amazing group of people. Sandeep Ramamurthy is just a dream to work with. We're, you know, having a great time, um, and it's just the beginning. You know, we're in the beginning of our previews. We're still growing, and you know, I can't wait to see, you know, how much deeper we get to go with this. But I'm excited to be here, and I'm, you know, surviving the cold weather. And it's actually been colder in LA at some times that I've been here. It snowed in Los Angeles while I was here, and it was like 50 degrees in New York City. So. You know, global
0: warming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe that's another thing someone can write a good play about, so we can uh, explore that option between New York and and, and LA. But um, well, you mentioned Centennial, uh, and it's interesting for uh, someone like me who was a devotee of heroes when I saw this press release come out and saw you guys mentioned together doing a two person show. I was like, whoa, wait, what? Uh, how did that kind of uh, come about? Was it something where? it was just the the normal you get the option from a from an agent or was this something to kind of knowing that the history that you two had that that was the thought behind it how did that all come together to bring two people who played opposite each other on a tv show a, a decade ago to play opposite each other in a show in new york now
1: it's actually um really kind of the stuff of dreams to be honest with you um uh, Sendhal was already attached to the project. I didn't even know about the project at all, and um, they were set to rehearse in a week. And uh, the person that was supposed to do the play wasn't able to do it. And yeah. um, and you know they weren't particularly excited about looking outside of New York because you have sure. such a vast array of artists here. That you know, um, but I've been you know um, working with and collaborating with the playwright for decades, like we've been friends for a very long time. But she reached out to me. I still had to go through the audition process and everything and and, uh, prove myself. Um, But I found out about it on a Tuesday, put myself on tape on a Tuesday afternoon. Um, On a Thursday morning, I had a Skype conversation, uh, work work, uh, audition type thing with the director. And by the end of the conversation was offered the role. So, um, and then- and that was Thursday and then Wednesday I was in New York. The, the catcher here is I have a 15 year old daughter. Um, so immediately when she reached out to say, would you consider doing a play in New York for two months, you would have to leave next week. The fact that I didn't say no was a miracle. <laughs> because <laughs> I thought I'm a single I'm a single mom I have a 15 year old um but I was thinking how in the heck am I going to do this but I think when something's meant to be things fall into place and the angels came and said I'll help with this I'll help with that I have someone staying with her at the house I have my daughter's also working after if I have someone helping me take her to work, you know her things everything worked out and so she's there and thriving and I'm here and thriving and that's how it happened. And so then I didn't, to be honest with you, even when she was talking to me, I didn't know um, it was a two-person play. I didn't know Sandal was involved. I didn't oh, know wow. any of it until I, until I got the script in my hand and I saw kind of the details and I went, what? <laughs> That's amazing. And we, you know, we worked together the last time, 10 years ago, and we probably only saw each other once since then, you know, TV, especially something like that, where, you yeah. know, I was a guest star. I had, you know, several episodes during the first and fourth season, but, it doesn't really lend to a lot of depth in terms of being able to form character. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, you know, it's you know, unless you're a series regular on something, you don't really get that um, privilege. And so, but you know what? When we when we met each other again, we were just both so happy. There was an instant um, connection. We definitely, you know, the chemistry was there, and and we've just, you know, it, this is just the two of us. You know, we are leaning on each other with this. You know, we are holding each other up with this, and and it's been. It's been one of the greatest pleasures of my
0: career, really. That's that's so amazing. What a what a great story uh, <laughs> to to bring you back for this for this project. And like you said at the beginning, it's it's an intense show. It's a two person show. There's there's laughs, but there's also a lot of emotion and a lot of friction. I would imagine having that chemistry and having that connection with your co star in a two hander like this, like that is a make or break thing. And obviously, with such short notice, it wasn't like you could really hope to explore that in depth, you know, you only had a a few weeks or a month to rehearse, like if that wasn't Mm -hmm. there, there, it's kind of seems like there wouldn't be many more options, especially in this case.
1: Yeah, I mean, I really do believe things happen for a reason. Um, This came out of literally nowhere, at a time where I was really seeking something, you know, so I've just overflowing with gratitude. And I knew that he and I, you know, had some chemistry, I mean, sure. you, you know, it worked, it worked on heroes. Um, but of course, you know, this is a, this is a beast, you know, this is. A, <laughs> it's a beast of a play. And, um, but we found that immediately, I mean, you know, day two of rehearsals was the first time I had read this thing out loud at our table read and I, and he and I, and it was instant. We could tell that there, you know, it was there. What we needed to start this was there. And then we just built, um, built on that. And there's tremendous trust, um, involved, uh, required, but also it's there, you know, we have each other's backs and, you know, it's it's an incredibly safe space. Um, you know, there is a lot of intimacy in this project and we have an intimacy director who is incredible. And, um, yeah, it's, you know, it's, which is also next level for me, you know, it's something that should I think be in every production, um, gay, straight, whatever, you know, there, if there's intimate moments, I think there should be someone there to make sure it's all cool, you know, but with he and I, um, there's such a trust that it's been easy, you know, and it's that part of it's all been easy. And, um, and we've just been doing the work, you know, to explore. And for me, it was a lot of, you know, lines. I mean, he, I mean, frankly, like he had the script for a lot longer than I did and I, you know that week was me being mom preparing my daughter for yeah. me not being there for, so there wasn't a whole lot of script work happening that last four or five days that I was um in LA and uh when I got here it was just lines 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 24 7 lines <laughs> you know and um and it still is I mean I'm still like just I mean I'm obviously I'm ready I'm on top off I would hope so yeah of course, of course, but I'm still like just del- you know, digging in, digging in, digging in, um, because there was no luxury of time with this.
0: Yeah, well, to, to take a little bit of a of a left turn, you mentioned at the beginning about how important and unique and special it is to have a a play like this from you know about two brown characters, <laughs> as you said, from the inside, from a playwright um, of color. Interestingly enough, the WP Theater originally the Women's Project Theater, the vast majority of the creative team, director, a lot of the designers are women as well. Uh, how yeah. th- that's something that we've been celebrating for the last couple years on Broadway and happening of you know full creative team for a musical, but it really doesn't happen very often. How how does that? change kind of the, the process for you as a woman, if it does at all, I don't want to assume that it does, but how does that change the, the work in the room or, or anything like that, that, you know, kind of brings a different perspective to the work that's being done when you're putting a show together?
1: Well look, I've worked with incredible, thoughtful men. And so, you know, it's, it's not against working with men, but <laughs> it is a dream to work with a bunch of women, you know, and, Sendhal was the minority in the room 99% of the time, you yeah. know, it was just he and the rest of us women. And so, um, you know, it's, it's a powerful space. It's a lot of really incredible energy, creative energy, emotional energy. Um, Adrian Campbell Holt is a freaking phenomenal director. Oh yeah. Um, you know, and, and Rohana Lumirza is just, uh, I mean, Her career is just beginning and and the accolades she's getting, I think are just the beginning of what we'll see, you know, in terms of how deep and how amazing her writing is. And so just like creative, you know, it's like, yes, it's a powerful space being with women, but, you know, these are all women who are at like the top of their field. And that's what makes it so, so special because, um, you know, collaborating with people who are just filled with. Passion and experience and talent. And, um, you know, and it just goes to show, <laughs> because, I mean, you see this in the film industry as well, you know, films that are he- uh, helmed by women or, or star women do a heck of a lot better than society would like us to think that they do. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I love the theater, you know, WP, Lisa McNulty, and, you know, and, and the, the team there. You know, it's not all women, but it's... Um, But it's a team that just really embodies that spirit of what women are about, which is we can do anything, you know, I mean, um, and we can do it all simultaneously, apparently.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Including deal with your working actress daughter on the other coast of the country. Yeah,
1: exactly. Exactly.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. Well, I I don't want to take too much uh, more of your time because you have your second preview Tonight is that right. Is that correct? You. you did not have yeah. one yesterday. Yeah. yeah. So um, before we, before we wrap up though, this, I, I think it's so interesting that you talk about the kind of the opportunity of this show to present sides of people uh, of color, of people of color who don't often get the opportunity to show differences between them. If somebody is coming to the show, obviously it's a, it's a new show for New York audiences. They don't really know what they're getting into. Is there something that you hope that audiences take away from this show specifically? Is there, is there some message? Is there some nugget of insight that you hope that somebody who comes and sees this show, which I won't say because I don't know how to pronounce the <laughs> asterisk, um, what, they can, what they can walk away with?
1: Um, we've been calling it hate pork. Um, a friend of mine asked me if I it was about that. competitive eating. Um, it's not, but, um,
0: yeah, I'm a big fan of the good place. So that makes, uh, that makes perfect sense for me.
1: (laughs) There you go. There you (laughs) go. Good, good. Um, yeah, you know, what I really hope that audiences come away from is that brown or white, black, whatever, our human experiences are virtually same. Like how we are in relationship, the relationships that work versus the relationships that don't work. know, these things don't really change that much. And that, you know, for people of color who see this, I think what will be very exciting is just that we aren't allowed to be sexy and to be, um, and to have like fully fleshed out roles and characters that, you know, tell a, a, a wide story, you know, and, I want both brown audiences and white audiences and producers and casting directors who see it and anyone who sees this to say, you know, it's time to break all of those, those boundaries off and just let people be human and and share human experiences. This story is about two human beings, flawed, intelligent human beings who are passionate about what they believe in and, and about each other. But, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's not always a wrap, you know, wrapped up in a, in a nice tight bow and that's real life, you know? And so I hope that there are more and more opportunities created for people of color to be able to just be real, you know, to be real. And, and the more we put that out in the world, the more people who have are have stereotypes stuck in their head, um, well, those, those will be starting to be dismantled, you know, and 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 I, you know, I I really pray that audiences will come away thinking they're more like Imran and Layla, you know, than they're just watching picture of two brown people, you know. Um, yeah, it's so a it's a it's a powerful play. I feel very blessed to be a part of it, and I'm excited to present this to to this theater scene. It's 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 amazing. It's a gift.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Tell Me More. My name is Matt Tamanini. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at matt, and you can reach out to Broadway Radio on both Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. We will have information for hate f*** at the WP Theater in the show notes and on broadwayradio.com. You can also find Covey Ladner's social media info there as well. Tell Me More is produced and edited by me. Special thanks to Whitney Holden-Gore, Leslie Papa, and Maggie Trabuco, and the man without whom none of Broadway Radio is possible, James Marino. Thanks again for listening, and remember... Perhaps we'd be better off not looking at all, not delving, not yearning. That's not human nature, not the human heart. That is not why we are here. Also, always get a second scoop, and when you get the chance, ask people to tell you more.